0: the Other Side Sports Podcast. I'm Joe Pickney. I got my man, Anthony Ortiz, and we got a special guest, Anthony. We got my son, Devontae, on the line. How's everybody doing today? Doing good, man. Uh,
1: Yeah, ready after Christmas. Had a good day yesterday, so ready to get on it. Happy to have a guest, man. Happy to talk to your son today.
0: Yes, sir. Hey, man, we got to clear up some information, too. So, you know, when I sent you that text about, about him being a Panthers fan, Yeah, man. He said he's 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 an all around NFL fan, not necessarily a Panthers fan, not necessarily a Cowboys fan. So he all over the place, brother.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. As
2: long as it's not as long as it's not a Philly fan
1: or a Washington fan, I can accept that.
2: Oh, no, 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 Philly, no Washington. No, no. Nope. All right,
1: that's good. That's good.
0: <laughs> so look, man, we'll we'll just do our sports whip around. You know, me and you been texting back and forth like crazy, going getting getting on each other about the Clippers and the Lakers. Man, <laughs> it's been crazy, dude. It's been crazy. So hey man, we'll just just like I said, we'll uh we'll take it in all directions. I know we're gonna talk some, we're gonna pre- preview the NFL, but let, let's let's talk some NBA, man, and um just tell me what your impressions are so far, especially of your team.
1: All right. Yeah, man. So two games in. um, So obviously Tuesday night kicked everything off. Uh, It was a really good game between the Clippers and the Lakers. The Clippers got off to a big lead from the start. I think the Lakers were kind of feeling themselves a little bit with that big ring that they got and came out slow, which was kind of probably expected. And then they closed the gap and by halftime, it was a two point game, but, really what happened the second half the every time the Lakers were in a position to tie Paul George would hit a big shot and you know me last year I was I killed Paul George basically throughout the entire playoffs for his lack of being able to come out clutch and hit a big shot but I got to give the guy credit because on like say on Tuesday every time the Lakers got within three four points Paul George would hit a shot and you know, the Lakers were never able to tie that game. The Clippers had the lead throughout. So, you know, that's really what happened. Um, I thought the Clippers uh, new additions, man, I think they really have upgraded with Ibaka. I think Ibaka in the starting lineup and with Zubak all coming off the bench, I think that's just a lot better feel for everybody than last year with having Zubak in that starter lineup. Uh, Zubak's a good center, but, you know, like we saw, he kind of got exposed by Joker last year in the playoffs. So I really love him coming off the bench and I, I told you that I thought Nicholas Batum, the signing would be big for the Clippers. And you kind of laughed at me, said that he was washed. (laughs) Your exact words were that he is washed in our text messages. Um, But I think that's a big signing. And uh, last night, you know, Batum had, I think, 15 points last night and played really good uh, in that Nuggets game. So, you know, Clippers got the Nuggets last night. Same deal, got out to a huge lead. We're up by 24 at one time. And then the Nuggets started rallying back, came back got it within 10 and then the, the the clippers pulled away again at the end. Jamal Murray started hitting some shots pretty much at will in the second half last night. But yeah man, my initial reaction of the clippers is they're just they're much better than last year. I I just think that getting Montrez Harrell out of the equation. I love Trez. I know I've said before he's one of my favorite players on the team, but I just I don't know what his deal was with Kawhi and Paul George, but it just seemed like they didn't have the chemistry. So I, I think, you know, Canard coming off the bench, Ibaka between those up, those guys added, I think it's just been just a huge upgrade. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head yesterday. I think just Ty Lue's got him playing the right way. Ty Lue's a player's coach. He hasn't been out of the game very long. You know, he was a player not that long ago, coached in Cleveland, you know, coaches superstars, just knows what he's doing. So, man, I'm really, really high on the Clippers right now. And I don't know, man, I think they're the best team in the NBA but still got a long way to go.
0: Man, I think the Nets got something to say about that. But look, um, I'm going to go back to Batum. Man, he's averaging a sneaky nine rebounds so far in, uh, in these, these two games. He had 10 last night and he had eight uh, on the, the opening night game. But you know what, man? I thought um, I was talking to a buddy over Twitter. Batum really wasn't used that much in Charlotte once he fell out of favor. Yep. So he was basically like a reserve guy. So he really doesn't have a lot of mileage on his body um, from, from the Charlotte days. So actually, he may be rested and just ready to go. So I might have I missed the mark on that one. But I'll tell you what, Luke Kennard running y'all's second team, that's a breath of fresh air. The, the guy has, you know, Kawhi, Kawhi really loves Luke Kennard, man. He talks about his basketball IQ, his way to really feel the game. And uh, so that, that, that was a huge pickup for you guys too, man. So I, I, I generally, you know, I know me and you give each other uh crap, you know, we, we, we do the emoji wars and things of that nature, but I really like um, what I'm seeing out of what Tyloo has Chauncey built in terms of the actions that they run. I also like Kawhi's demeanor. Ka- Kawhi is starting to really communicate with those guys and, so I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, man, I'm, I'm concerned. I, I'm, I'm, you know, when I say I'm concerned, uh, you know, obviously when we talked in the preseason, I thought the Lakers were heavy favorites, but right now my rankings after two games, I got the Nets one Clippers, two Lakers three. Um, The Nets are just a juggernaut right now. And then the, you know, they talked about defense with the Nets in terms of them not playing defense course, courses two games they're giving up a league low ninety-seven points per game and they're averaging a league high one hundred and twenty six points per game. So those three teams to me have kind of separated themselves and uh it it it's it's gonna be I, the battle for LA is truly on this year. I really think that man. So uh and another little nugget too so remember I told you about Lou Williams. So so it was Trez Trez for whatever reason Trez didn't didn't he just didn't mesh with Kawhi and Paul George. But uh, one of my guys at Atlanta was saying that Lou Williams uh, spent some time with Kawhi uh, during the uh, offseason, and they kind of cleared the air and stuff like that. And Kawhi was thinking that him and Trez was, uh, was uh, together on that. And, you know, Lou basically told him, you know, Trez is his guy and I'm my guy. And so they kind of cleared it out, man. So I'm a little worried about the Clippers, bro. I'm, I'm being serious. Y'all got something there this year.
1: Well, I'll tell you, if Paul George has shots like he's hit the first two games of the year, if he's able to do that in the playoffs – I just don't think the Clippers can be beat. As great as the Lakers are with AD and LeBron, I just I just think there's too much firepower going around if Paul George shoots that well. So, yeah, man, I'm, like I was telling you yesterday, I'm really stoked. And, you, you know, Marcus Morris hadn't even played yet. And I think when Marcus Morris comes back, he's going to get in the starting lineup, which is going to push Batoon to the second team, which is those minutes that Patrick Patterson's playing, like 15, 20 minutes a game. I think Batoon's going to be perfect in that role, uh, helping out on the second team so yeah i I love what the clippers have done i do agree with you on the nets i told you before the year i thought the clippers and the nets were going to play each other in the nba finals the nets have they're just they're just loaded, man, from top to bottom. And what people, you know, you don't even think about is that second team with the Nets with having Lavert and then having uh Dinwiddie coming out of there. I mean, it's just they're really stacked all around. And then KD is he's the best scorer in the world when he's healthy. People were questioning whether he was going to come back from that Achilles. He looks hundred percent to me through these first two games. So. Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a fun season definitely and I'm just stoked because when we get to the finals, you know, if the Nets are there, the Nets are not going to be like the heat of last year. The Nets are going to put up a fight no matter who they're playing and I think this is probably the most stacked Western Conference we've seen in a long time. I think there's a lot of sleepers out in the West that I think we kind of talked about. So, and then the East, you know, with the Nets and then you got Milwaukee and uh Philadelphia. I mean, you just it's going to be a fun NBA season, man. We're going to have a lot of fun with it this year.
2: No doubt, Anthony. No, no doubt, man. And this is Devontae here, man. Uh, um, I just kind of wanted to, to, to piggyback on some of the things that you were saying, man. About especially about Nick Nicka Batum. Um, I know when I'm a, I'm a Charlotte Hornets fan, man. So, so you know, I got to see a lot of him when he was playing. And uh, not, you know, how I feel about how, how I feel about how Charlotte used Batum. It was more so for I'm a veteran presence. Uh, especially towards the end of Steve Clifford's tenure. Um, and then when Borrego came in, you know, that first year was just kind of like a uh, question mark, question mark, question mark, like, what do we do? He's an extra body. And just like you said, they kind of used him as a reserve role. And then just to get that experience in there, that veteran presence for those young guys that they got in Charlotte. But I am glad that they shipped him out just to kind of start a transition to a newer time. And then not only give Charlotte a, of, 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 a uh, breath of fresh air, but to actually give Nicholas a breath of fresh air by him going uh, to Los Angeles, man. So, uh, so I really agree on what you said there. And uh, I definitely think that's a good look for him being out there as well. Awesome, man. Awesome. As a Charlotte fan, what do you think
1: about uh, your rookie ball after first performance? I know he didn't have a whole lot of points, but he didn't have any points, but I think he does a lot of other things on the floor as well. What do you think about him?
2: Exactly. Um, I think, I think, you know, he, the his first game he was just trying to show that he could play he was he, he he could show that he could play on that level he could show that he can mesh with those guys um he wanted to show them that yeah i i i i can give you what you guys want but let me also show you what i can do as far as him getting the rebound and tipping the ball to start a uh transition outlet you know uh by slam dunk with miles bridges and things like that so i i i i like the way his IQ is, and I like the way that he takes control of the game. It was just really good for not only myself but for him to see that ball go in on that first corner three he got, because now he, he realizes now that he can score. But I love Lamelo as a facilitator. I think he's a, a, a very high IQ young player. When you got a lot of these young guys coming in that just want to shoot, 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 I feel as if he just wants to distribute the ball and just see the ball go in for his other teammates. So uh, I like the pickup, man, and I like the I like I like what we did not only in the draft, but I like what we are approached uh, to this season as, as as well as trying to push the pace, as trying to be like a like a high octane offense because we have those guys in those positions that can not do that. Um, now. I I still think I still think we're a big man away. Uh, I don't believe that we can get it done with Cody Zeller. I don't think Biombo is a good backup. I mean, he's a good veteran presence in the locker room to kind of help those guys adjust. But you know, I think I think we need somebody solid that can give us at least you know twelve to fourteen points a game, and then maybe crash the boards, give us about ten to eleven rebounds a game as well. And uh, you know, that's that's kind of our problem now. But I love the mellow. I love what he got going on, man. I'm I'm glad I'm glad we picked him up.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. I like everything about him. And honestly, I think he's a better jump shooter, way better jump shooter than Lonzo is too. So I think he's I think he's a lot more skilled this far along than when Lonzo was a was a rookie for sure. Um yep. all right, Joe, I gotta get your thoughts now on your Lakers, man. You had to get my thoughts on the Clippers. So I know you were like pulling your whatever little bit of hair you got up there, you're pulling it out opening night uh, because you were upset about that Clippers Lakers game. So, you know, what's your
0: reaction to this Lakers team after two games? So I, 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 I really like what I I see, what the plan is now. The, The one thing I love about Frank Vogel, just like everybody, he's tinkering. He, he, he's really, really tinkering, but, I like what I saw. I like Schroeder being in the starting lineup. The only reason being, as a matter of fact, looks like they're going to be extending his contract here pretty pretty soon. I think the news, I saw it on Lakers Twitter this morning, they're working on something. So it looks like he's going to be there for a little bit of time. But I like what they're doing. Um, um, you know, they're just gonna spread the ball. They're gonna spread the ball around. And it looks like Vogels, if, if he can help, it looks like he's gonna keep LeBron at anywhere from twenty-five to possibly thirty minutes this first half of the year, which I'm you know, they they can, I feel like they can do. Um, I like what they did with Marcus a little bit in terms of actions for him. Obviously defensively, they're gonna be a little bit different. They don't have the rim protectors, but they had 30, they were 35 to zero in second chance points last night. Um, they rebounded the heck out of the ball. I felt like they contained Luca. Luca's always gonna get his, but Luca really didn't get his where, you know, he got on one of those runs, like say he got on with the Clippers in that, that game where he won it for them. Um I just like I, I like what I saw last night, Anthony. I really did. And um Trez is just dude lebron loves trez man and they're putting trez in a lot of what i would call positive predicaments with him um seems like the lakers are also looking at possibly bringing in dwayne dedman for a workout and possibly interview with the team so they could get another big man but um i i it gave me an, i was encouraged after last night's uh, performance
1: Yeah, I would agree with you. Man, I I think the Lakers have improved. I know they lost, you know, the first game to the Clippers, but it's one game. From what I've seen, I think they're improved from last year, which is scary because, you know, they were head, head and shoulders the best team last year, really in the NBA. But You know, I just think the addition of Schroeder and Harrell is just—it's just huge for them. Um, They're them like the Clippers, like the Nets. When teams run their second team, uh, there's really no fall off for the Lakers. They leave either a D or LeBron in there for that second team, while the other one's getting a rest. And then you know, you got Harrell in there doing his thing, Caruso, and and you know, Schroeder's been starting, but he's still been getting a lot of time with the second team. So I just think top to bottom, they are loaded. I am concerned about their lack of athleticism at the rim I think not having Javel McGee and Dwight Howard is going to affect them I'm interested to see how they do when they play like a Denver how a guy like Joker um is able to be defended when there is no Dwight when there is no JaVale when there's no length there so that's kind of going to be interesting for me you kind of saw a little bit last night um Montrez, as much as I love him, you know, they threw a uh, boba out on him and boba started to manhandle him. Oh, man. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, and I, I like boba, but he's not anywhere near an offensive, you know, juggernaut as like a, like a joker or anything like that. So, you know, that just should, it's nothing against Trez. He's just undersized, man. He's like six, right. nine. So, I mean, he just can't do, you know, he can't hold his own against them bigs under the block. So the Lakers, to their credit, you know, Vogel's credit, boba come in. I think he scored like two buckets. Back to back, they made an adjustment, and and you know he didn't really do much after that. But that that's the, just a little sign of things that I would be just slightly concerned if I was a Lakers fan going forward when they're playing those bigs. Um, but yeah, I, I I disagree with you on it a little bit. I think Schroeder should run the second team. I, I just I, I'm just think that's a better fit for him. I think it would get him his more opportunities to shoot. Uh, it kind of looks like AD and LeBron are kind of backing off these first two games and letting yep. Schroeder that. Yep, thing. Yep, yeah, yep, they're yep. letting him do his thing, but they're not going to always do that. They're stars, so they're going to go out, and they're going to want to take the game over. So I'd like to see Schroeder run that second team. So you know, cause there's only so much ball to go around for that first-team guy. So, But yeah, all in all, like you said, we're going to have a true battle of L.A. this year. And like I say, man, the West is absolutely stacked. They said on TV yesterday... between games I can't remember who said it but he said really Oklahoma City is the only team in the West that probably doesn't feel that they can get into the playoffs or at least get into that play-in to try to make you to the 7 or 8 seed every other team out West thinks they have a shot and you know I told you I thought Sacramento was going to be a team that's going to be you know might surprise some people and might squeak into the 8 seed as well so just from top to bottom man the West you know the Suns have gotten so much better Denver Denver hasn't looked good to start but Jamal Murray played horrible the first game. He played horrible the first half yesterday, and then he kind of came on. Jamal Murray's always been kind of a slow starter. So I look for Denver to be fine and, and be a good team. I just, man, it's going to be fun this year. I think the Lakers and the Clippers are the two best. But who knows, man, when it gets to the playoff time, there's going to be a lot of good opponents out there. And, you know, one of them could still be shocked. I hope that
0: doesn't happen. I want to see the Battle of L.A. in the finals. Yeah, man. And and today they got some great games come on today. The, the biggest game I'm gonna watch today is that Memphis and Atlanta Hawks, man. I've kind of I'm I've kind of fallen in love a little bit with the uh Atlanta Hawks in terms of what they're doing here, man. So I'm I'm excited to see job ja versus uh yep. Trey Young this afternoon. That that game is gonna be that's gonna be crazy, man. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, man, all in all, man, NBA is great, brother. So Let's go to NFL, man. You, you take us where you need us to go.
1: Well, you know where I'm starting, man. So I texted you. <laughs> I know we didn't do the pod last week. So I texted you last week. I said, I just have a feeling, man. The Dallas Cowboys are going to win the NFC East. And you laughed at me, and I kind of laughed back at it because, you know, I just can't help it. I'm a pathetic freaking Cowboys fan that just has strung on every hope. But And then lo and behold, what happens last week? Dallas wins an ugly – it was an ugly win, but an ugly win against San Francisco. Washington loses to the Seahawks and now all of a sudden Dallas got a shot if they take care of business tomorrow in Philadelphia and get a little help from Carolina you know they're gonna be tied with Washington going into the last week of the season so man that's kind of where I want to start um (laughs) just to kind of recap a little bit of last week man um you know, me and you have been saying it all year, man. Tony Pollard, he's just better than Zeke at this point. Oh yeah, in, in, yeah. in year, man how how explosive did Pollard look last week? And what did you kind of think about his
0: performance? So I thought he looked great, dude. Man, it looked like he was shot out of cannon, right? Yes, I, I mean, just golly, man. Just I don't know if he had any negative yards, but dude, he just knows how to position his body. You saw that one run where. Where he on, on the uh, the, I think it's a 50 yard touchdown where he was able to stop and then duck that oncoming uh, uh, safety and then just take it to the house. I mean, just, I mean, like rookie Zeke, right? Yep, it's just man, it's just I, that's why it just boggles my mind. What were the Cowboys thinking when they gave Zeke that freaking extension, man? You know,
1: yep, I. I agree 100%. And not to mention, uh, Pollard had like six catches in the first half as well. We never see Zeke really catching the football and doing anything with it. Uh, Pollard, I snuck him in on my fantasy lineup last week, and he he won me my semifinal matchup, so I'm in the championship this week. So, you know, when I saw Zeke was going to be inactive, I I snuck Pollard in. So, yeah, man, I was really encouraged from what I saw from Pollard. Kind of previewing their game tomorrow. That's the them Philadelphia game. I, um, obviously, my head's root heart are both rooting for Dallas, but I'll admit I am concerned about Jalen Hurts. Dallas's defense still didn't look that great <laughs> against San Francisco yesterday. They're terrible. They, they got it, their yeah. last week. They got four-turn takeaways. You know, the, the Niners quarterback, Nick Mullins, was giving the ball up like crazy. He's not a very good quarterback. And um, I, I'm worried about Jalen Hurts more running the football than throwing it, to be honest. I think Dallas' secondary actually didn't look – as bad last week because they added they finally are healthy. They got Diggs, they got Anthony Brown, they got Jordan Lewis. Everybody's eight. They're, they're all there now. Yeah. But it's the running game that's going to concern me uh tomorrow. Jalen Hurts, especially running with the football. So I think Dallas is going to win. I'm picking them to win, but I think it's going to be a really high scoring game. I think Dallas is going to have to score 30 to win. Um, I think they can do it, man. Uh Philadelphia does not have that defensive. of the you know, great defense in the past. Kyler picked them apart last week. So yeah, man. I'm hoping we can squeeze out a win and I think we're going to. I'm picking them this week.
0: Yeah, man. Um, Monte, what you think about Dallas? You think they're gonna get a win or you think Philly?
2: If if Philly if Philly doesn't get get started fast with Jalen just kind of just getting on the ground and running the ball and and uh you know and if Dallas can can not have any any bonehead plays on defense, you know, like just messed up coverages, not bracketing routes and things like that. We we might have a chance, but we gotta score. We gotta score the ball. Anthony, he said we, man. He said That's we That's I
1: like to hear I like to hear we. <laughs> Cowboy Nation right
2: here. We. There you go, man.
0: Yeah, I um I I you know what I I hate to be the the bear of bad news man, but I just don't trust this defense two weeks in a row. I'm sorry, man. I just I mean, obviously, I want them to win, Anthony, but, man, and I hope I'm wrong, but I just feel like Jalen's going to be too much. And for whatever reason, that little freaking little pocket Hercules Boston Scott, for whatever reason, man, he gets up for our Cowboys, and he be popping off them 10, 12-yard runs, man. So I, I just, man, I hope I'm wrong, but I just see Philly really, really taking it to us, man. Yeah,
1: I definitely hope you're wrong, too. But, you know, even if Dallas doesn't win the division, I want them to win these last two games so they can have momentum going next year. And and with Mike McCarthy going 4-0. Down the stretch I think will put a lot of momentum In their pocket going into next year I know people are like well you should hope for the draft pick I don't care about the draft pick man If yeah. you pick in the top 15 picks You're going to get a good player as long as you scout right I think that, that that whole tank job Is I think that stuff's overrated To be honest unless you're trying to get a quarterback In the exactly. top 2 3 picks Top 2 or 3 you know no picks Overall I think really from 4 To 15 you know they're all pretty Equal and you're just going at yep. a need Really so I want to see Dallas win the game, I hope they can. So that'll kind of segue us into the second game. So Carolina and Washington, you know, if Washington wins tomorrow – they basically have wrapped the NFC East up if they win tomorrow. Um, I am going Carolina because of my heart. Obviously, I want right. Carolina to win, but I do believe there's some turmoil going on in Washington. You know, oh, yeah. you no, know, I live about an hour from the DC area. So I live around a lot of Washington fans around here. And I'm telling you, man, Dwayne Haskins, they should have cut him after last week. I know that's crazy to say because if Alex Smith doesn't play, who knows what they're starting at quarterback. But Dwayne Haskins is one. of those guys that just being in that locker room you know I don't want to use the word cancer because I hate to use that word but he is you know that type of figure in that locker room right now I think there's a lot of turmoil bad stuff going on in in Washington and I think they're gonna you know come out tomorrow and are gonna lose to a pretty game Carolina team Matt Rule has had Carolina playing hard that's one thing you can say about Carolina they may not win a lot of games but they play tough so and um I think the big thing for Washington is if does Alex Smith play, that's a big question mark. And it sounds like Terry McLaurin is not going to play. And I'm just telling you, watching every Washington game I've watched this year, if they don't have Terry McLaurin, they don't have a whole lot of other weapons on offense. Gibson's all. questionable as well. So I'm going Carolina. I think it's going to be a sloppy game, but I'm going Carolina to win that one tomorrow.
0: Hey, I'm 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 going Carolina too. And part of the reason is, did, did you realize that this is – this is the second COVID violation from uh, yep. Mr. Hackens.
1: Yep. Yes, so, it
0: is. And you notice I said Mr. Hackens because he's yep. a hack, right? <laughs> and, uh, and I just think that the offensive line is through with this guy. And I just think that I, – I just think he's lost the locker room. And like you said, and you still got the stuff with the owner and all his lawsuits from sexual harassment and all that stuff that came back up this week. I just think that uh, – Washington's prime to get because you know Matt Rule those 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 Panthers play hard for Matt Rule. they do man so uh yeah I I, I got Carolina the upset what about you Vontae
2: I have Carolina with the upset as well but uh one weapon Washington does have when McLaurin is out is Logan Thomas the converted quarterback from Vontae yeah, 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 yes um yep. he, he's he's really came on uh the past couple of weeks here um I've been uh, I've, I've always been a fan of his and uh since Vitek days I just felt like you know he was just at the wrong time to be playing the quarterback of position but I'm glad he he, he transformed into that tight end role well um yeah you know with everything going on in that locker room and just just you know uh that that big distraction going on with their quarterback. I just feel like they're not going to get it done. Just like you guys are saying, Matt Rule does have Carolina playing hard. Um, I believe also, too, that a lot of those players on Carolina's team buy buys into what he, he he's trying to do. And, yes. Um, next year, it's is, is going to be a really exciting time in Charlotte because I feel as if he's going to kind of really take control of what's going on. And, you know, we can kind of see some of the things that he was doing at Baylor, having the defense hitting hard playing hard knows football so so it's exciting to see but yeah i got carolina in that one as well yeah.
1: All right. Well, it sounds like we're all going Carolina. So that makes me happy for tomorrow. Um, all right. So we got some games on today, actually. Uh, Brady's about to kick off here any minute, actually. They're at one o'clock kickoff. Oh, the GOAT. i yeah. already kicked off. Um, but um, I kind of want to talk. A lot of the games today are kind of uh, mismatch games, but I do want to talk about the one tonight. Uh, we got Miami versus the Las Vegas Raiders tonight. The big game for Miami, man, because they are tied with the Ravens right now for that last wildcard spot. It's crazy. We're talking about the NFC East at you know seven and nine going to win the division, and <laughs> here out in the AFC we're probably going to have a ten and six, eleven and five, either Miami or Baltimore team that's not going to make the playoffs. So, um, who, who you guys? Uh, who you guys got tonight? Miami, uh, Las Vegas.
0: I got Las Vegas for whatever reason. I think Gr- Gruden loves to be in the Sparler mode. Uh, people are really not expecting a lot from the Raiders, and then for whatever reason, I just think that when when you when you do that with the raiders i think they can come up and bite you although i have immense respect for brian flores and just what he has um I, I don't know man just a part of me still is not just i'm just not all the way in on tour yet man and i don't know what it is so i'm going with the raiders with the upset uh what about you anthony
1: yeah, same man. Unfortunately, my I'm gonna be rooting with my heart for the Dolphins because I love Brian Flores so much, and I really want Miami to make the playoffs. But I think they're one year away. Yeah. I think that they're gonna go ten and six this year. They're gonna lose tonight, win next week, go ten and six, and unfortunately miss out on the playoffs. Um, but the one thing Miami does have going forward is because Bill O'Brien's such a dang bonehead general manager, whatever he was, <laughs> yeah. they have Houston's first round pick next year, so they're gonna use that. I think right now, if the season ended, it would be like the number sixth overall pick. So, I still think that Miami's one year away. I'm with you, actually, Joe. I'm a little I don't like what I've seen from Tua that much the last few weeks. I liked him out of the gate, and now I'm a little little suspect on just his, his. I don't know if it's his arm strength or what it is. He's accurate, but he just doesn't seem like he's got a lot of zip on his ball. It seems like he throws a lot of touch passes when really touch passes shouldn't be thrown, when it's time to just rocket it in. So, I don't know how quite feel about Tua going forward but I do love the Miami team but unfortunately I think Oakland's gonna or uh, Las Vegas I'm sorry is gonna win tonight I just think it's one of them prime upset games and I just think Miami's a
0: year away. Gotcha what about you Vontae?
2: Yep yep I think Oakland's <laughs> Las Vegas is gonna get it done as well Uh I, I'm a real big fan of Brian, Brian Flores I love what he's done I, I, I love how 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 Miami kind of changed things around this season is really good to see. It's good for football too. It's good for the game, but uh, yeah, I'm not really on the tour train. Uh, I still feel as if, you know, he, he, he got, he got really lucky by having Judy and Devontae Smith and Waddell at Bama. You know, I, 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 I know he came in and kind of did his thing to win the championship game and kind of, kind of at least covered his, his, his end while he was at Bama, but Still don't think he's an NFL quarterback. Um, I I love what John Gruden is doing in Las Vegas. So, yeah, I'm definitely going Raiders here.
1: Yep, sounds good, guys. All right, so the last one, we don't have many 1 o'clock games tomorrow because there's three games today. And to be honest, a lot of these 1 o'clock games tomorrow are not that great. (laughs) There's a lot of uh, (laughs) – A lot of just, you know, you got a good team versus a bad team or some bad teams playing. The only one o'clock game that really kind of stands out to me tomorrow that I kind of want to talk about was Indianapolis versus Pittsburgh. Um, now, Pittsburgh looked awful on Monday night. I mean, they absolutely got pumped on Monday night by by the Bengals and the Bengals third string quarterback, by the way, and. Just so you guys know, I'm a North Carolina State fan, like I've talked about with Joe forever. (laughs) Ryan Finley is terrible. He is a horrible quarterback. He was horrible at (laughs) NC State. I don't know how he got drafted. So for him to come out and just punk the Steelers on Monday night football just absolutely shocked me. <laughs> so I cannot pick Pittsburgh for the rest of the year to win anything. They look horrible. They've lost three games in a row. And my God, if you're going to make Ryan Finley look like that, I'm scared as what Philip Rivers is going to make you guys look tomorrow. Um, I think Juju, the whole Juju dancing and the TikTok thing, that's just bad business, man. And I blame Mike Tomlin for that. Mike Tomlin should have put his foot down weeks ago, whether they're winning or not and said, man, this isn't something you do. So Mike Tomlin, he, I love Mike Tomlin a lot, but that's his fault, man. He lets people get away with too much. He did the same thing with Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. Now he's doing it with Juju. So for that, I think the Steelers are a very flawed team. I do not think they're going to win tomorrow. I got Indy winning. And to be honest, if they lose tomorrow and uh, Cleveland wins, Cleveland plays the Jets, so I definitely expect Cleveland to win. Then all of a sudden they're playing each other week seventeen for the division, you know, crown. So Pittsburgh could be eleven or zero, and then turn around lose their last five and not even win the division. So right. that's what I think is going to happen. And then I think they're going to get bounced in the first round. I just I don't believe in Pittsburgh anymore.
0: Hey man, you know me. I'm about to do my my Lee Corso, Colts B. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all I got to say. Colts B. <laughs> what about you, Monte?
2: I'm going Indy. I'm going Indy here. Indy the one what. Four four, of the last five, five of the last six, yeah, it's, it's, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. That was an embarrassing game by Pittsburgh, Philly, uh, uh, um, Indies. man. Shoot, man, they're rolling. So, so, yeah, I got Indy going in this. All right. And then kind of the big matchup for the 430
1: tomorrow. It was the big matchup for me is Dallas and Philly, but yeah. the big matchup for the rest of the nation is uh Rams and Seahawks. So, pretty much whoever wins this game tomorrow
2: yeah, they're is they're
1: well, in all intents and purposes, they're going to win the NFC West. So, um, who you guys got Rams, Seahawks tomorrow in Seattle? Great, Monte.
2: I'm gonna go with Pete and the boys, man. I'm going go with Pete and the boys, man. Uh, you know, um, I not really not really too sold on jared Goff. uh I, I, I love sean McVay as a head coach um i love the defense uh the defense has been playing lights out uh but but nah you know russell man i feel like before week three of the season i felt like russell wilson was the mvp of, of the nfl i mean now it might be a little different but you know i i, I definitely like seattle going into this one and winning win the NFC west as well who do you have anthony
1: I'll tell you, man, this one really is a toss-up for me. I believe that Seattle is very flawed on defense, and that's what worries me about picking them. Um, I watched them play uh, Washington last week, and on offense they did okay. Washington's got a really good defense, so uh, but on on defense, Seattle was making at times Haskins looked decent. Haskins had the best game of his career, which isn't saying much, because he threw for like 250 yards, but that's like the best game of his career against Seattle, so I'm worried about Seattle's defense, but with that being said man the rams laid that egg to the jets last week i mean my god you can't come back and lose embarrassing loss to the jets and then come back and and win your division the next week i think they're going to come out hard because i think playing Because so i think they were embarrassed about how they played versus the jets last week but i i gotta pick seattle in seattle and with that embarrassing loss the rams had i'm going seattle
0: I'm going Rams. I think Sean McVay is going to reprogram uh, Jared Goff because, you know, the jig is that He he tells him everything and, you know, he tells him the whole game plan. I think he's going to reprogram uh, Jared Goff. And I think uh, Aaron Donald and the boys will have some professional pride. I think they'll be pissed off. And uh, I think that uh, I think that secondary of the Rams will will with, with you know with uh, Jalen Ramsey leading the way. I just think they'll get it done. It's going to be obviously close. Seattle always plays a close game, and I just think that uh, the Rams will prevail. Man. All
1: right, sounds good. And then our last game, kind of the week that's you know the Monday night game is a Buffalo New England matchup that. You know, doesn't really excite a whole lot of people. But Sunday night, we got a really good matchup. The Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. I'm going with Tennessee in that one. I do not believe the Packers can stop Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry is going to have a monster game tomorrow night. I got to be honest. I really hope that he does not have a monster game because in my fantasy championship this weekend, <laughs> the other guys got Derrick Henry. So I really hope I'm wrong about this, but I just have this feeling. All the NFC teams that are up there are flawed. The NFC, this is the First year in a long time that I we do not really have a clear cut favorite in the NFC, and I think one of the flaws on Green Bay is their run defense, and I think it's going to get exposed tomorrow. Um, I think it's going to be a fairly close game because Aaron Rodgers will still do his thing, but ultimately I think Derrick Henry is just going to be too much for him. Go
2: ahead. Yep, yep, I agree with you, Anthony. There, um, and then just a, a little stat for you. Uh, I know you said uh, that 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 Green Bay's defense is is really trash, and they are they. They've allowed hundred and fourteen running yards the past five games. And you know, Derrick Henry monster. So so I I I expect for him to at least get a buck forty-five on the ground with two tugs. And uh yeah, man, I got Tennessee winning that one right there. Vrabel in the boys. Hey, what you I think, got, Jeff? I got I got Tennessee
0: also and get this right here. You know one of the things that uh you know how uh Uh, Derrick Henry's been doing just those vicious stiff arms, man. Yes. I think what's, what's, if you look now, instead of defenders coming right at him, it's almost like they're, they're, they are kind of trying to hold up and kind of time to, 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 to get his waist or whatever. And I think what's happening is he's getting so much doggone momentum now that it doesn't even matter. So I, I I really think that, I just think this guy's going to run all over the Packers, man. I really do. And, I love Brave Bravo, man. This guy's one of the best coaches uh that, that the NFL has, man. So I, I think Tennessee will will win going away, if you ask me.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with you. I just think at the end of the game, Henry's just gonna be too much, man. I think he's he's just gonna be, you know he's going to keep the ball at Roger's hand and it, it might get ugly. It really might. Um, all right. A couple of questions that I got for you guys. I kind of want to talk about, we're getting here close to the end of the season here. NFC, The NFC, man, all these contenders, like I kind of looted up before. So you got the Saints. We saw them play yesterday. You got the Packers got kind of flawed. You got a lot of flawed teams out here in the NFC, uh, Seattle with their defense. Who is going to come out of this NFC and go to the Super Bowl? What are you guys thinking? Because
0: to be honest, man, I don't have any clue. I I can tell you, I got the Saints. I, I got the Saints. I got the Saints. Uh I just think Alvin Kamara uh, is, is in another he, – he's at another level right now. Um, I think with Taysom Hill, he's still that secret weapon. And I think, believe it or not, the rest that Drew Brees – because Drew Brees normally fades towards the end of the year because he plays so much and he's throwing the ball so much. I think Drew Brees is rested. I'm not saying that by any means he's as sharp as he used to be, but I think he'll have just enough and their defense can turn it on and turn it off. I know they were a sieve yesterday, but it was just one of those shootout type of games. But uh, I got the Saints, man, especially if they have – even though there's no fans, I think just the mystique of being in that doggone uh, uh, Superdome, super I, I I have the Saints. Who do you have, Monte? I
2: have the Saints as well coming out the NFC. I, I've actually been uh, saying all season that New Orleans was going to come out for the NFC, uh, you know – um, too many too much firepower you know uh uh drew drew went down it kind of you know raised a little bit of questions but taysom hill stepped in perfectly i mean we've already seen what he could do we've already seen what he He can do and yeah then you got Jameis as well you know so i I just i just i just feel as if you know new orleans is just that, that 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 solid pick um green bay has shown me glimpses just purely off their offense with Rodgers and Devontae Adams, you know, just that connection, I feel like is is peanut butter and jelly. It's just too smooth. You can't really do nothing with it. But um, I, I, I really like New Orleans coming out of the NFC. Yep.
1: All right, I say I'm having a hard time picking the NFC, but right now i got to disagree with you guys on New Orleans because to kind of steal Joe's term, I think Breeze is washed, man. I think, you know, (laughs) Shannon Sharp said on TV, actually said in a tweet last night, he said, if you feel like you're starting to – you know, you should retire the year before you see yourself starting to down downgrade. If you have any glimpse that you're starting to, you know, starting to, you know, hit that wall, you should retire the year before. And I think Breeze is just, I think he hung on one year too late. I actually think the Saints are better with Taysom Hill at quarterback. I know that's crazy and people are like, what the heck are you talking about? But they can run the read option with Kamara. And I think that he'll just has that he just has a lot more arm strength right now breeze his balls flutter he looks like peyton manning at the end of his career throwing them ducks out there it's just what i see for me so i just um, i'm gonna have to go with green bay because i think in the playoffs you're gonna have to go head to head it's got to be quarterback mono e in the nfc because all the teams have flawed defenses really so i gotta take the best quarterback and i think in the nfc the best quarterback right now is aaron Rodgers. so I'm going with Green Bay to win the NFC. Now, AFC, speak to the AFC for you guys. Um, obviously, the Chiefs are the top pick. You know, we're all going to say the Chiefs. Who in the AFC has the best chance of beating the Chiefs? Because I saw a couple teams last week that I really believe have a shot to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. Who do you guys think has the best
2: shot? Go ahead, D. Andy, Indy, Tennessee are my top two right now. Andy and Tennessee are my top two.
1: Okay, what do you think, Jeff?
2: Man,
0: I think, man, I think the Titans, man. I think the Titans, ground and pound, man, because Tannehill, for whatever reason, he can get sneaky hot. You know what I'm saying? He can get sneaky hot, and you got A.J. Brown. Um, I forgot the other receiver that they have, but he can get sneaky. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. So he can get sneaky yep. hot, but I just like the way they can ground and pound, man. So I'm going to say Titans. What about you? All right,
1: so this is interesting here. I've been thinking about this one a lot. I think the team that matches up the best with Kansas City is the Cleveland Browns. I think the Cleveland Browns can run Kansas City off the field because of that Nick Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt one-two punch that they're going to throw, could throw at them. Also, Baker's just a different quarterback without Odell. I don't know what it is, man. I I think maybe he's falling to that syndrome that maybe Brady kind of fell in earlier in this year where he's got too many weapons. When he's got Odell out there, he's like, do I throw it to Odell? Do I throw it to Jarvis? Do I throw it to Jokie? Do I you know get it to Chubb? And I think without uh, w- without Odell, he's just throwing it to the open guy now, whether it's Rashard Higgins or, you know, whoever it is, uh, Peoples-Jones, he's just throwing it to the open guy now. And I think Cleveland matches up really good against KC. I would love to see that matchup. And then the other team, I think this is who KC will probably end up facing in the AFC Championship game is the Buffalo Bills. Ooh, Do, not the the Bills. Buffalo Bills. Do not sleep on the Buffalo Bills. Do not sleep on the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is playing like a stud right now. And let me tell you. Stephon Diggs might be the best receiver in football right yep. now. Over the last 6-7 games, he has been unbelievable. Our guy Cole Beasley's doing his thing and too Beasley, and yeah. they, you know, Cole. they yeah, they're yeah, we love Cole and they're playing a nice defense right now. So, I think the Chiefs do, don't match up great against the Browns, but I think ultimately they'll end up playing the Bills in the AFC Championship game and I'm really intrigued with that matchup, guys.
2: I I like I like Cleveland's I like his take on Cleveland there. I feel like Cleveland has the weapons that can line up with Kansas City as far as having, you know, Kansas City having Cheetah, Patrick Mahomes, of course, Sammy Watkins, those boys. And I feel like they can go paper on paper, match up, match up. I feel like they have just – they're looking in the mirror, honestly. Um, um, Now, we know Baker and Mahomes are two totally different quarterbacks, so so I'm not going to compare that. But if we're talking just your weapons around your quarterback, I feel like, you know – Cleveland and Kansas City are kind of a mirror image. Um I don't think Stephon Diggs is the best receiver in the NFL. I think DeVonte Adams has clearly shown that he's the best receiver in the NFL this year. I'm not I know he's NFC um but but I I just feel as if uh he, he his route running uh his hit the way he drags his feet uh the way he he stops on a dime on his routes so, you know I know Stefan is an excellent route runner he can catch the ball as well um he he proved a lot to me last season as well but i i i think Devontae adams is is really the guy um and then also uh i'm not big on buffalo. Uh, I like Sean McDermott. I like how he's kind of changed the culture in, in, into Buffalo and having them accept that they're winning now. Uh, but uh, I just feel like Buffalo is like a piece away, man. I feel like they need need some more firepower on on not even uh, uh, width to help Diggs. Uh, I feel as if they need a, a more solid running back as well. Y- you yes. know, so um, I, I'm I'm still not sold on Buffalo. I love what they're doing, but I feel like they're still a year or two away.
1: Yeah, man. If you could put Josh Allen and take him off Buffalo and put him on Cleveland, then I think you'd have the perfect exactly. team to go against KC. But yeah, unfortunately, uh,
0: we don't have that. All right, man. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I'm still gonna stick with my Titans, man. They got the experience, and they got they 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 got that sledgehammer in the backfield.
2: One thing. One thing that 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 makes me want to pick Tennessee is just because of what they did last season. Uh, got to the AFC championship game. Uh, their coach has won numerous Super Bowls. He he knows what to, what it takes in the playoffs. Uh, so so I feel like Vrabel just kind of giving those boys that edge uh, mentally kind of helps them get on the field and just like you said, grounded pound, grounded pound. You know uh, nobody wants to see twenty two run twenty five to thirty th- two times a game because nine times out of ten he's going to take that thing for at least about one hundred and seventy five yards and you know just hit having him just stiff on you all game man it's going to get tiring and uh i i really feel like Tennessee can really surprise some su- surprising teams um down in the playoffs this year
1: yeah, I, I agree, man, and that's that's kind of what my Cleveland pick, too, because Cleveland throws two horses at yeah. you. I mean, I know neither one – Nick Chubb is – he's probably a top five oh, yeah. running back right yeah. now. And then they throw a Kareem Hunt at you, too, and I'm just like, man, like in the fourth quarter you got fresh legs, you got fresh guys now, and they're running hard at you. I think if they get that running game going, they could oh, they God. could beat somebody good in the playoffs. And and it's crazy to think we're talking about the Cleveland Browns, you know, beating somebody in a playoff yeah. game. Because, you know, my whole life has been Cleveland just being horrible. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just – it's going to be an interesting year. And I think, you know, Joe alluded to something earlier, no fans in the stands. How that's going to play okay. out in the playoffs I think is something that is going to be really intriguing to watch yeah. as well.
0: Another thing before we, before we wrap on this – But the only thing about Kansas City is they can take it to another two gears in in a moment, kind of like that Golden State Warriors style, you know? So you just got to be a little leery on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were on the ropes last year. Who was that? Houston that had Mm -hmm. them on the ropes last year? 28 to three. And then all of a sudden, not even halftime yet. And they had, you know, taken the lead yep. back. So yeah, you're right, man. They can kick it into that other gear anytime they want. I think they're clearly the best team, but you know, I'm hoping that we got some other teams that are able to at least challenge them just for some good TV. And I think we, I think we Absolutely,
0: will. Absolutely, man.
1: Absolutely. So um, last year, I was gonna talk about unless you guys got anything else on your mind? Um, Mainly for both of you guys, since we are all Cowboy fans now. uh Joe, how we not have any Pro Bowlers, man? No Cowboys made the Pro Bowl. So that kind of, man, that like crushed me. So I thought that there were some guys that definitely got snubbed. Um, Evan Ingram making the Pro Bowl, by the way, is like laughable. <laughs> he has one touchdown this year. So I don't know how the hell he made it. I thought my guy, Dalton Schultz, who I told you I'm driving the Dalton Schultz bandwagon uh, yeah. from here for the rest of the year, I thought he should have made the Pro Bowl. I think think that he would have been an alternate, but I just I cannot believe that. It's the first time since, like, 1995, no Cowboys pro bowlers, man. It's embarrassing. You, you know
0: what, though? I actually like that this time, though. I really do because what that really does is that actually – and the reason why I like it is this. One thing Jerry Jones and Steven would always kind of tout, especially in their little local interviews with pro bowlers, pro bowlers, you know what I'm saying? And maybe yep. now this will really allow Jerry, although I don't think it will – <laughs> be able to honestly take a look at the roster and look at what he has. You know what I'm saying? Um, I hope it yep. does. Um, I think the closest person that I thought was a pro bowler was uh, Alden Smith. You know, felt like he made a uh, a big, uh, you know, big uh, uh, impact on the defense, even though it was horrible. And maybe D-Law because D-Law has some good tape out there, but uh um yeah sneaky Dalton Schultz I felt like and believe it or not if you look at Amari Cooper's numbers I know we don't necessarily like him but he got some pro bowl numbers too so yeah they might have got snubbed but in the all I think it's going to be better for us going into next year
1: yeah I, I I agree I mean it was definitely a nice you know kicking the pants for them that they don't have any pro bowlers. But I just – I think the whole pro bowl process needs to be completely reexamined. Evan Ingram, like I say, man, making it with one touchdown is crazy. Chase Young made the pro bowl. He's I know Chase Young had a great game a couple weeks ago and everybody, you know, flashed it. He's got five sacks this year. So it ain't like Chase Young has been, like, you know, an absolute monster all year because he's not. He's not. So – yeah, they need to revamp this thing, man. I'm I don't like the way they vote for it now. I think the fans vote, and that's probably not the best thing to do. You should have the players exactly,
2: vote. man. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Going mm-hmm. going more so for the name instead of the stats or what they done on the field. You know
1: it, exactly. All right. Well, that's pretty much all I got. You guys got anything you want to uh, talk about for? No, nah,
0: man. This has been really good. I, I felt like Devontae just fit in and flowed seamlessly. You know.
1: He did. He that, held his own, man. There's a fire. Uh, There's a fire ring right here. But he held his own. I was impressed. The apple don't fall far from the tree. A, a, does it?
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, you know, um, it was a little quiet in NASCAR. I, I mostly saw where you know it's kind of like the countdown to Daytona. I, I'll tell you this though, man. I'm I'm looking for a big year out of Hendrick Motorsports. I know I keep telling you that, but I'm looking for a big year out of uh, Chase and, uh, and 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 Larson. Man, I really am. I just this is this something about Chase, man? Yeah, no, nah, you're right.
1: I think I told you the last pod. I think Chase has to go win five to six races this year. or He had a bad year. That's pretty much the way I am with him. Like he's got to go out and have a great year this year. I think Larson is going to struggle a little bit to start. He's been out of a cup car for almost yeah. a year now. So I think you got to throw give him a little bit of time. He's on a whole new team. going to have to give him some time to gel. But when it comes to your boy Chase, man, he's got to he's got to start you know, win and out of the gate. In fact, man, I really hope he wins the Daytona 500 just to kind of yeah. solidify, get that yeah. out of the way. He's got the championship. Now let's get the Daytona 500 out of the way that way he can kind of focus on, you know, being the best driver out there. So yeah, a lot of NASCAR news has kind of been slow. It looks like a lot of stuff are pretty much into place. Uh, a lot of the teams are, they know who their driver's going to be. I think I texted you. It looks like the, Front row motorsports at 38 cars, the only one that's still got question marks. They're talking about maybe young guy Anthony Alfredo getting that ride, but everybody else is pretty much in place. And we're just counting down the days that they go, brother.
0: Well, look here, man. This has been excellent, man. Thank you to you and Devontae, man. You have a great rest of your weekend, my man. All
1: right, guys. I appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll have to Thanks,
2: man. Happy New Year, man. All right, brother. Take me.